Hallelujah. I'm going to carry on then with this peace message. Peace part three, but realising and releasing peace part two. Didn't get to finish it off last week. A couple of scriptures to read. John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your heart be troubled. Neither let let it be afraid. Jesus gives us his peace, not as the world gives. That's suggesting that the world does give a peace. And I'll tell you what the world peace is. When everything's going okay. When all your circumstances in your life are all happy. Then we've got peace. When peace is, <coughs> when peace is there regarding our senses. And tickles our emotions. And we're all happy. Then that's the kind of peace the world gives. For as soon as the problems come along, that peace can't sustain you. You fall apart. It's, it's not real. Proverbs 26.3 said that you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is on him and trusts him. Our life is a great opportunity to experience the peace of God. Something happened in the week, I can't remember, and I got a little bit flustered. And I, I was in the living room and I went to pick something up and on, on my phone, on the phone, sorry, in the house, the, the digital numbers went 1633. And I laughed to myself and said to the Lord, Lord, you're funny, because he knows what I'm thinking. And I know in John 16.33 it says, In this world you'll have trouble, frustration, tribulation. (coughs) And at the end of that it says, But don't worry, I've overcome the world. And God's peace is designed to come to effect, to come to fruition, when everything else lets you down. There's a scripture that says, we get a peace that passes all understanding. I should be pouring my hair out. I should be scared. What is going on? And I don't feel any anxiety or fear. Because God's peace is at work. Hallelujah. Um, So, point one. We will never find real peace in the world. Never. It's just a temporary thing. All everything's going okay. And then when it 
disengages and doesn't happen the way we want it to the world will let us down God's kind of peace is what we need it's the kind of peace we need to realise think about that one Romans 5 verse 1 it says this therefore having been justified by faith we have peace with God through Jesus being justified by faith we have peace through Jesus we have to get ourselves in a place of peace on purpose we're not just going to walk through our life and say oh this is nice and maybe but that would be a sensual thing that would be an emotional thing because purposely we have to get to a place and no peace amongst a storm like that little bird in the cleft of the rock and that comes from trusting God from going back to that scripture just you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is steadfastly upon him because he trusts in you and in that place, place that we talked about in the peace is the place when all the interferences that are in the world that are trying to demand your attention drop away you have to get into the place of peace on purpose you've got to, to turn the dial of the radio to get rid of all the interferences so all the things then that get your attention it's a, the ideal place the ideal place for peace and then we start hearing God we got close to this when we finished last week then we start hearing God. We give our attention, listen, we give our attention to our justification in Jesus. That's the root of where peace comes from. Justification means we've been made acceptable. Just if I justified justification justified never sinned we've been forgiven my peace with God is in that forgiveness my peace with God is in that acceptability that I've been allowed to come in to Christ through the blood there's no longer a problem between God and me and me and God when we're believers there isn't a problem He's always encouraging us to come boldly to the throne of grace to find mercy when we need it. Hallelujah. And in that peace, when we've got rid of all the interferences, of the demands of the world, of the demands of our living, the demands of our fear and consciousness, we come to a place in that place of peace where there's strength and clarity.
see the world can't give us real lasting peace and we have to get into that place on purpose and when you know that you're forgiven I'm really trying to push this point if someone comes to try and take my life and they want me to say something other than what I believe where Jesus is concerned I've got nothing to fear this is a Psalm 91 Neil incredible read Psalm 91 and believe it and you can put your armour on for the peace of God. Incredible. In Isaiah 30 verse 15 it says, For thus says the Lord, the Holy One of Israel, In returning and rest you shall be saved. In quietness and confidence shall be your strength. The quietness, not confidence in yourself but confidence in him. So we're giving our attention to the justification through Jesus, that we've been forgiven, absolutely liberated. You know, and I want to encourage you, and God would want you to encourage you to start walking in that justification. We're new creations, born to do great things in Christ great things <coughs> so our peace is settled in the finished work of Jesus absolutely everything that we know as Christians is settled in the finished work of Jesus on the cross a couple of breaths before he gave up his spirit Jesus said it's finished everything that was going to happen that I came for I've done it now it's finished and salvation was bought the, denim, the, the enemy was going to be bound and defeated in the grave when Jesus rose from the dead and Jesus is our peace listen to this Proverbs 14.30 said a sound heart is life to the body but envy is rottenness to the bones a relaxed attitude lengthens a man's life now the, the word sound here comes from a Hebrew word and I don't know if I'm going to be pronouncing it correctly but it's a marpay or marp yeah and that's linked to a, a word called rafa and in its root form, that's talking about healed or heal. And the root word rafa means to relax. A relaxed heart talks about peace. 1 Peter talks about casting all our cares and anxieties upon him. Because he cares for us. If we trust that he cares for us and we trust that we're justified, if we, if, we, if we trust that we're forgiven, we can hand him over and live in the peace of God forever. Something will come, will come and try and steal. Steal your peace. Steal the, the idea to think that you're unforgiven. Try and put guilt on you. But in peace and justification they are they cannot be stolen 
John 10.10 10 says, The thief comes to steal, to kill and destroy. But Jesus said, I've come to give you life. And life abundantly. Or with a capital L. We're always going to be susceptible to a thief coming. And he's going to come in, in lots of forms and lots of ways. But we've got to practice and live in peace. And nothing can touch us in that place unless we let them. The devil got no power. Jesus took it. And he, the only power he has got is the ones we, we give him. When he said to Eve, did God really say? He's going to say to you, have you really been forgiven? That was a really bad thing that you did. Have you really been forgiven? You're still in pain there, aren't you? Are you really healed? What? Now, the, the, the spiritual fact here is that we're healed. We are healed. That's the truth. How we, how we get that to ourselves and how we receive that is completely up to us. We can have a lengthened life if we keep a sound heart, a relaxed heart, that we don't get anxious and, and everything that comes to that. It's a known fact that people who are content and at peace are well, or weller, that's not a word, are more healthy and live longer than people who are running around like a headless chicken Is that right, nurse? That's right. <laughs> See, God knows. God knows how this me mechanism called the body should work, how the nervous system should work, and how powerful our thoughts are before we do anything. Because we can't think about something and, and do something. We can't think about something and not do it. We have to make a quantitative choice. But we'll never end up somewhere we haven't thought about. So we worship God knowing the finished work of Jesus. That's why we get excited up here. Because if we really knew what Jesus has done, if we really knew, we'd be running around here. Stuart will say we'd be running like Elijah. Because it's fantastic, it's outrageous, it's wonderful. No Paul win, Paul's win would be good. Nothing doesn't actually touch it. Because it's incredible what Jesus has done. And we won't know there anymore that when we leave this earth skin and realise how powerful our decision for Jesus was when we said, yes, Lord, come in, and we get born again, that there's something going on inside us that's not going to get any bigger or any better. It's not going to change. It's not, we're not going to develop it. The transformation's taken place. And we're going to step out of this book. I'll leave this whole skin behind. And sing and dance into glory. And realise, this is incredible. And I hope I see every single face in this room there. You know, we, we were never created to carry fear. 
anxiety, grief, hurt, suffer. That was never in God's design. Never in God's design. Jesus came that we would know and life and live it to the full. The same life that pumps through the veins of the Father, the Zoe life, is in my spirit man. And in your spirit man. Because you've been made alive in Christ and there's a life of God that comes to life when we're singing. But it wants to come to life more when we're singing. It's an encouragement for you. So we need to relax in the finished work of Jesus. You know, Neil and I spent a couple of hours together the other morning and um, this message of grace that we talk about carries with it a lot of responsibility. It isn't, it isn't a case, sirrah, sirrah, whatever will be, will be faith that we're in sometimes God does sometimes God doesn't this is about we have been filled with the Holy Spirit and we've got the authority the power and the responsibility to go and release him into the world into the people we know into the people who don't know him yet and how are they going to know him through us and God has called us to do exactly that to release life. The very thing that we're, you know, we can't release life if we're not experiencing life. We can't release peace if we're not experiencing peace. Because I, I want to get to being the peacemaker. In Matthew 5 9, it says, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called sons of God. Well, we're going there. We're going there. This is a process. Let's get into the peace. Let's realise it. Let's receive it. Be walking in it. And then we can go and release the peace. This is interesting. <clears throat> Elijah was a prophet, a well-known prophet in the Old Testament. Um, and this particular time, he'd... He was in the position that there was lots of prophets of Baal, which is demon God. And there was all saying, is your God real? Is your God real? And said, if he's real, you build a fire around there and call the fire down. And if your God's real, he'll burn the fire and set the light. So, sure enough, there was all laughing at him and mocking at him. And they set up a place with a fire. And then what he did, he started building a little trench around the fire. And pouring water into it. For a fire, he's pouring water into it. Pouring wood on the fire. And he called the fires down from heaven. And sure enough, God, good to his word. And all the, these prophets of Baal were absolutely amazed. And he killed them all. He killed them all. In the Old Testament, he'd do something like that. And what happened... He ran and hid because he heard this, there was this woman called Jezebel. I mean, if, if someone gives their daughter a name Jezebel, they're up for trouble, really. 
because she's a bad woman, she had a bad reputation, and she was really wicked. And when he heard that Jezebel was going to be coming, and she said, you're going to be dead like them prophets by the time, same time tomorrow. And he said, whoa, and he was scared. He saw, experienced the fire come down on some wet wood and incinerate it. I mean, imagine this is wild. <laughs> then he heard, he heard the, the word from this woman and he tanked it and ran off. He hid. He literally did, Stuart, it's the time. When he lifted up his robe, right? Lifted up his robe and he ran like Elijah. <laughs> Apparently, he chased this because there was a, um, there's a drought. He saw that the, the, the God was, after seven years, God was going to bring the rain down. And he sent this chariot off to tell the king the, the rain's coming. And he lifted up his robe, ran like Elijah, and passed the chariot that went before him. This is where he gets his running like Elijah. He hid in the cave, he fell asleep. Right? He was woken up by a God sending a bird to feed him. And he ate the food and drank the drink and went back to sleep. And he woke up again. And he was fed by God again. He then walked 40 days out the way and hid because he was scared. He was scared because Jezebel might kill him. What are you talking about, Sid? I'm getting to the point. Okay. Let's go to 1 Kings 19. I'd encourage you to read this probably a couple of uh, chapters when you get home, just to get the full picture. For it's great. <coughs> Elijah went and hid, for, hid in the cave and he thought he was the only one of God's prophets left. Right? And God called him. He said to God, verse 10, So he said, I've been very zealous for the Lord, the God, uh, the God of hosts, and the children of Israel, for he has forsaken your covenant, torn down your altars and killed your prophets with the sword. I am alone and I'm the only one left, Elijah said, and I seek to take my life. Then he said to him, God said to him, go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by. And a great strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the rocks. And the strong wind tore into the mountains. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake of fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still, small voice. So it was that Elijah heard it. That he wrapped his face 
in his mantle and went out and stood outside the cave. Suddenly the voice came to him and said, What are you doing here, Elijah? Elijah suddenly realised he was in the peace of God. There's a scripture. Not by power. Nehemiah 8 10. Not by power. Not by might. But by my spirit, says the Lord. And if anything we're going to do in our Christian life is by power or might, then you better do some exercises and work it because God isn't in the power and He isn't in the might. He's in the still, small voice. Is in the gentleness. The quietness and confidence will be your strength. He'll be there when we can rest and relax in God's ability to do, not my ability to do. Can you see this, church? Anything from our strength is going to be our doing is going to be our power our effort but in this new covenant God wants to be our supply God wants to be allowed to work and do the things he needs doing and we could rest relax our effort is that our effort that we believe And respond. Faith without actions, it says in James, is what? He's dead. He's dead. Faith without actions, if we believe something and we don't, we're not prepared to do anything about it, we've got no faith. We're not activating our faith. There's a dimension of faith that when we believe in God, like, I gave Rachel the Bible, the, the Bible, right? And she had it. Now, then it would be up to Rachel to do something with the Bible. To read it, for a start. And then respond. And God gives us, he makes us the best, but he makes us a blessing to be a blessing. And whether that's going and we're talking about peace. So he wants us to be, to, to know peace, to realise it, Receive it, and then to be peace, be peacemakers. Some people, in order to keep the peace, don't say anything at all. They're feeling a whole lot of different other things than peace, but they just don't say anything. And that really causes more trouble. Because there's something about the integrity that comes through us and from us and the atmospheres that we cause and when we're genuinely trusting God and genuinely wanting to be peaceful people and release peace into situations then the whole fruit of that that takes place and grows is good peaceful fruit if I say I love you and I couldn't really give a stuff then that person is not going to feel loved do you get it? as Christians our words are not enough if our heart isn't engaged in that 
Because God looks at not what we do or what we say, it's why. The word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, and it divides right through us to dividing and separating bone and marrow and soul and spirit. And it, this, it judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. There are people going to be in church who are going to be hallelujahing all over the place. And on the outside, they look like you know, they're real good church members, but God can see the heart. And hopefully they hang out long enough so they allow the heart to be changed. We might not be able to tell. And it's important to check our own motives while we do things as well. But if we, if we get ourselves into a place of peace, get distractions off and act on the things that we believe in, we've been instructed by, We'll see incredible things in God. Incredible things. Isaiah 32, 17 says, The work of righteousness will be peace. And the effect of righteousness is quietness and assurance forever. <laughs> The work of righteousness will be peace. Who's righteous here? You're thinking about, we've been made righteous, absolutely every single one of us, because we're justified when we think on the finished work of Jesus. And in that finished work, we've been made righteous. I'll read this bit. So we need to realise that there is a power in peace which will help us to stand even in the most difficult of situations. When the odds are stacked against us, <coughs> the peace of God is able to settle the storm that is all around us. Anything that would try and throw at me, because you cannot take anything because of the finished work of Jesus. Once we've realised it, and receive this peace, we can step out of works and bathe in the grace, comforted by the fact that everything in this world that would try to the world would try and throw at me is useless. It cannot affect me. Two Corinthians thirteen eleven says this it is an amplified version. Finally, brethren, brethren. Farewell, rejoice, be strengthened, perfected, completed, made what you ought to be. Be encouraged and consoled and comforted. <coughs> be of the same agreeable mind with one another. Live in peace and then the God of love, who is the source of affection, goodwill, love and benevolence towards men and the author of the author and promoter of peace will be with you. Wow. So, 
in, in the times when we can train ourselves in the truth of who we've been made in Christ as new creations. Somewhere else, I'm just looking for this. This is um, in Ephesians, it says that He is our peace. Jesus, He is our peace. What Jesus has done is phenomenal. And the more we think about it, give attention to it, empower the truth, and allow it to live in us, then we're going to walk when everything out there is the storm and it can't make sense and people are running around hopefully they're going to run to you how come you are not going crazy how come you are not worried how come this pressure isn't affecting you so much because you're going to put, you can put it up rich if you want shalom shalom we talk about peace because we're complete, because we're whole, because we're healthy, because we're at peace. Our welfare has been sorted. We're safe. We're sound. There's tranquility and prosperity, perfection in us, in our spirit. If we can allow that to come out and live in it, we're at harmony with each other, not the world. Don't think we're going to get anything from the world. That's why I'm looking for the scripture and I'll get it next week. Shalom, church. Shalom. Does anyone who doesn't know Jesus want to give their life to Jesus? The comfort of knowing the peace of God. No worries or anxieties or fears. But to be able to come and rest by faith, you ain't going to understand it all for sure. You're not. But God wants you to be at rest. Be at peace, no anxiety, no fear. Bless you guys. Does anybody want prayer for anything? Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Stay in peace. Amen. <laughs>